Entrepreneur on Fire 847. Every day is an opportunity to start over, make something great happen. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Be there for your customers no matter where you are. Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. Ready to get your life organized? LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sandy Lynn. Sandy, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Sandy is the CEO and co-founder of SkillJar, an online training platform for businesses. SkillJar is enabling organizations around the world to deliver video-based courses. Prior to SkillJar, Sandy was a senior manager at Amazon.com and is a graduate of Stanford and MIT. Sandy, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expand upon the biz. Absolutely. Thanks, John. I'm, I'm really honored to be here Yay. and with such a great entrepreneurial community of your listeners. That's us. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm originally from Vienna, Virginia. And um, as you mentioned, I've been to some very good schools. But one thing I've learned is that your formal education is really no preparation for entrepreneurship. So (laughs) (laughs) since I've been on the startup journey the last two years, I've really had a new education in uh, entrepreneurship. So kind of give me a little background about, you know, what led you to your current venture right now? Like kind of walk us through your time at Amazon real briefly, but then what, what like really prompted that break? So I was at Amazon for about four years and I really enjoyed my time there. I was in uh, product management first on a team called Fulfillment by Amazon, which is in the third-party seller business. Yeah, FBA, and then I, right? Yes. Are you a user? I'm not a user, but I've heard a couple of podcasts where some entrepreneurs have made some pretty good businesses off of that. That's amazing because I started in 2008 and absolutely nobody knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. There's a recent Pat Flynn episode on Smart Passive Income. I think episode 99 could be wrong. It's right around there though. And there's a couple that is making, uh, you know, thousands of dollars a month just going and finding good deals and doing uh, FBA. Yeah. It's a really great service. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years, helped launch the business. And then I went to start Amazon Local, which was our local advertising business, working with restaurants, uh, spas, local activities to offer deals to uh, Amazon customers in the U.S. and the United Kingdom. So cool. And so what was like that moment in time that you're just like, you know what? I've been to all the right schools, East Coast, West Coast, Amazon.com, you know, the biggest of the big. And so like I'm walking out the door, like I'm doing my own thing now. You know, I'd always had an entrepreneurial itch. My dad was an entrepreneur and I always just wondered, gosh, what would it be like to try to build my own company? So it had always been in the back of my mind Uh, when I was at Stanford. It was in the middle of the 
global financial crisis. So I felt like I needed to work at a large company, uh, pay off my debts, uh, get established um, in my personal life. And really, you know, after four years at Amazon, I felt that the time was right uh, personally to take the financial risk of my own company. And so I left really without having a specific idea or team, but just knowing that I would have to jump off the deep end and see what happens. So there's a great quote by Jim Rohn, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. And let's be honest, Andy, you, I mean, myself, I've been to law school. I mean, you know, we've had our share of formal education and we could be making a pretty good living doing what we're doing. Uh, but the reality is it's self-education that will make you a fortune. And we're not talking about a fortune just in dollars and cents. We're talking about in time, you know, time that you're taking back yourself, enjoyment of your actual job or the work that you're doing, you know, all these things, you know, add to that fortune. It doesn't always just come down to pennies, nickels, and dollars and cents. So, Sandy, what I want to do now is really go back to a time in your journey, your entrepreneurial journey specifically, that you just look at as the worst moment in your entrepreneurial journey. I want you to really take us there to that moment and tell us that story, Sandy, and break it down for us. Yes, I can tell you the specific date, actually. I love that. It was my birthday, August 14th. (laughs) Uh, So as I mentioned, you know, I left Amazon without really knowing what I was doing. And it was a trial by fire. So um, I later applied and got into a startup accelerator called Techstars. And August 14th was about two weeks into the program. And that date was a retreat for all the companies that were participating. So in the first two weeks, what had happened was I had just concluded that my original business idea was not going to work. So I'd been working on it for six months. It was the idea I'd applied to with this program. And it was really hard to let go and also feel like I'd wasted a lot of time. I didn't know what I would do next. On top of that, as a result of changing the idea, I had to fire one of my team members. And this is all happening, you know, hours before leaving for this retreat. So I have to say that the worst I felt during my entire entrepreneurial journey was showing up to this retreat, no business idea, no team, and with some of the best, you know, startup founders um, in the Seattle area and really nationwide. Can we talk about this for a second? I really want to do a deep dive into how us as entrepreneurs, we get so married to our ideas. You know, we fall in love, so to speak, with whatever that first thing is that came along into our mind and that we kind of grasp onto, often to our detriment. I mean, there's a lot that goes into knowing and saying, hey, sometimes you just need to persevere. You know, you're going to go through that dip. You got to get through it to the other side. But then there's the other side of the coin that's like, you're sometimes going to be in a hole. And the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. And obviously, Sandy, you came to that realization that you needed to stop digging. But talk to me a little bit about my beginning part of this conversation when I was talking about just entrepreneurs falling in love with their idea, with their projects. Can you speak to that? Yes, this is a really tricky subject. And honestly, it's still one that I struggle with because I like to say that, you know, all great companies looked pretty dumb in the beginning. And at the same, t- at the same time, you know, 
dumb companies also look dumb in the beginning. So. I mean, Amazon looked really, really dumb to a lot of people for a very long time. Yeah. So it's hard when you're the founder often to figure out, well, is what I'm doing as dumb as it looks or am I believing in the vision <laughs> of where it should go? Um, and so the original, the original idea that I was working on was a search engine for online classes. So think like a kayak.com or an Expedia.com type interface on top of you know thousands of online classes you could take around the web. And I started doing that because it came out of a personal need. You know, I was taking a lot of online classes at the time. This is a couple of years ago. You know, online education was really exploding. So I was really passionate about this idea about uh, bringing online classes to the web and helping people find the right ones for them. But, you know, six months into it, there were two things that happened. You know, one is we had actually launched a, you know, I'll call it a prototype product. And although there were a lot of learners using the site, we weren't making almost any money. And the other thing that happened was as part of the TechStars program, they really encourage you to talk directly to as many of your users as possible. So big. Yeah. And so we, in the course of a week, had talked to, you know, a couple hundred people that were trying to take online classes and, you know, just concluded that the problem wasn't big enough and that that people would ultimately wouldn't pay for kind of like a search engine type model. So unfortunately, even though I thought there was a a problem out there with a product solving it. And there are still a lot of companies trying to do this. Ultimately, I thought, you know, this isn't the right business for, for me or for my team. So Sandy, I love this. And one thing that I really pull out of this is the importance of engaging directly with your end user. And the sooner you can do that, the more often you can do that, the sooner you can flesh out whether this is a viable business or not. And the phrase that I love here is, do you have a starving audience? You are never going to know if you have a starving audience unless you actually are on the line with one of them and they're saying, my goodness, when are you going to launch like this next version you're talking about? Like, this is exactly what I need. Like, here, take my credit card. Here's a, you know, take my down payment. Like, I want in on this. I need this. Like, that's a starving audience. And unfortunately, you found that there just wasn't a starving slash large enough audience for that at that time. So you obviously had to pivot, you know, and, and that's really my big takeaway, Sandy, but I want you to break it down. What's the one takeaway for Fire Nation that you want to share with us from that moment? Get someone to pay for what you're offering. I, <laughs> in addition to the starving audience, I would say a starving audience that can pay for food. Yes. Because I always say people vote with their wallets. Do you believe that? Yes, because you know now and we can get to it, we've We've gone B2B and we still get a lot of interest in our product and people that look at it and are super excited. But, you know, with another year of experience under my belt, I also know that until somebody hands you the check or puts in your credit card, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I love that. Now, Sandy, let's shift and let's tell another story. And this story you may have already kind of brushed up upon a little bit as we're going through your journey here. But take us to a specific moment, an aha moment, a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey. I mean, there have been many, but I want you to choose one to take us there and to tell us that story. This fits perfectly with what we've been talking about. 
you know, when I was searching for the next business idea and what would eventually turn into Skilljar now, you know, I really wanted to stay involved in online training in some way. And I did not have an idea. But what I did have was a database of thousands of online instructors and corporate trainers. So literally, I started interviewing them and just calling down the list. You know, again, I think we did about 100 interviews in two weeks. And at the end of that time, there were a few different ideas that had emerged, but I really wasn't sure which to pursue. And I felt a ton of time pressure because of this program that we were in. So what I did was I took the top three ideas and I went back and I asked everyone we talked to to stack rank these ideas and comment on why. And John, I honestly, I thought it would be an even split between all of these and I would end up with nothing and still be stuck at square one. So I was absolutely astounded that actually very clearly the Winner was an easy-to-use technology platform for creating, delivering, tracking online courses. And, you know, when I was seeing these results come in, I just couldn't believe it because I had prepared myself to, you know, to have to continue the search or move out of online education entirely. So when I saw that this was very clearly the need that was expressed, it was clear that that's what we should start building. And many of those early interviewees actually became our first customers. You've gotten out to the point that you have the first customers. Now, this is where I think we can take a second to kind of share with Fire Nation. What is that next step? Now that you have a proven concept, how, do you, how did you and how do you go about building out a team and building out an actual business to support this? So the challenge of being a founder is you have to work on multiple fronts at different times. And so especially when you're the first person, you're thinking about team building, you're thinking about getting more customers, you're thinking about financing, um, just a lot of logistical overhead it takes to run a company. And so, you know, I think team is most important. That was actually something I was working on in parallel with doing the interviews. Um, You know, at the time, I was fortunately able to pull in a few really great people that had previously worked with at Amazon and that were excited about the startup journey. I think getting into the Techstars program was a kind of public endorsement. At that point in time, we'd also raised a little bit of money. So um, the people I was bringing in, you know, they didn't have to, uh, they, I was able to pay them a little bit, which made a difference as well. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, in the beginning it was, you know, all hands on deck, everybody doing a little bit of everything at once to, to try to get the business going. Can we talk just really briefly about the name Skill Jar? Like, what was the birth of that? So this is a very interesting story. I love it when that happens. A lot of times people are like, oh, it's pretty lame. Like, you know, I just was looking at a jar one day. and <laughs> <laughs> So we actually crowdsourced our name. Oh, cool. We, uh, our previous name was Everpath. And, you know, that name really spoke to the search engine concept of trying different paths to to your career and finding new skills. Uh, We were never able to get the .com domain extension, unfortunately. So, you know, earlier this year, maybe January or February, you know, I I personally believe that having a .com is important for B2B products. So, but I also didn't want to spend, you know, months trying to find a new name where I could get the Twitter and the Facebook handles and I could also get the dot com because most entrepreneurs have probably spent 
a lot of time, you know, trying different names, seeing if they're available. Of course. And, and in the meantime, I had to do all the different things that we just talked about in terms of actually trying to move the business forward. So I went on a site, um, I can't remember the name right now, but you can basically submit a project brief and a contest uh, prize. So I think I set it for $100 or something. And you can you know, describe your business, put some parameters. Like in our case, I said, I don't want anything with the word school in it or, um, you know, or online or that kind of thing. And really the crowd goes and does all the work for you. They generate lots of different ideas. They all have to be publicly available. And, you know, I pick the best one. That is so cool. I, I, if you do come up with that name of that website, definitely let me know. And Fire Nation, I'll put it in the show notes. If Sandy comes through, no pressure, Sandy. <laughs> I will. I'll look it up after. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to move into what I like to call the 60-second questions. There's five of them, and you have about 60 seconds. And yes, I will cut you off if you blather on, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem with you. But ideally, Sandy, what do your first 60 minutes of your day look like? I'm a morning person. I like having a nice breakfast and checking up on the news. Uh, but practically speaking, I scan my email for any urgent issues that may have happened overnight. We are a global business for right. both students and instructors. And otherwise, I definitely try to get a workout in first thing. Exercise helps clear my head and focus for the rest of the day. What is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? You know, I think I'm like a Swiss army knife. I can do a, a little bit of everything pretty well. I learn very quickly and, you know, I'm not afraid to get into the weeds, experiment with things. I can, you know, build websites. I can talk to customers. I can, um, you know, do the logistical HR stuff. So I'm really able to take in a lot of different inputs, draw conclusions and, and move on. What is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Definitely anxiety. I worry too much about what ifs in the future. When it comes to startups, there are so many unknowns <laughs> and it's easy to get caught up in worrying about the future when you really you should be thinking about today. What is a habit that you wish you had? Mm, I would have to say meditation. You know, I have a lot of friends who swear by it, startup founders who swear by it, but I've just never had the discipline to do it regularly. I think it would probably benefit, you know, might be health-wise. Give Headspace a try. It's just 10 days, 10 minutes a day and put it into your morning routine. And, uh, you know, it's an easy way to kind of ease into meditation to see if it works for you. So Sandy, let's take a step back now. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? It's the new year. We're getting a ton of customer inbound questions and we're about to launch some really big ones. And I'm absolutely stoked to finally launch and see you be successful. Awesome. I mean, that's what I love about the iterations of startups. You, know, you continue to have these launches that you know, bring in different customers and different ideas and different pivot opportunities. And Fire Nation, always be looking for that consistent feedback coming in to see what's that next iteration coming down the line. And Sandy, we're not letting you off the hook yet, girl. <laughs> we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do even that... Let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Are you ready to set goals for 2015 that you'll actually be able to stick to? Having a clear picture of what it is you're really looking to accomplish is a huge first step and should be shortly followed by getting your life organized so you can focus on those goals. Whether getting your life organized means protecting your family by setting up a will or living trust or getting your finances in order so you can finally start your own business, LegalZoom can help. For more than 10 years, LegalZoom has helped millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you'd like more help, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states, but they're not a law firm. This month, you can save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box to check out. Don't let another year pass you by before getting your life organized. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Why are you an entrepreneur? Perhaps it's because you don't want someone else dictating what ideas you pursue or what projects you work on. Or maybe it's the flexibility owning your own business provides. I'm an entrepreneur for the freedom it affords me to do what I'm passionate about whenever and wherever I want. And with the help of the internet and services like eVoice... I can. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So when my customers or business partners call, they're automatically sent to wherever I am. Whether I'm out exploring new passions and ideas or in the backyard hanging out, I can still deliver the exceptional and professional service my customers expect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Sandy, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. So many fears. Fear of not having a salary, fear of how failure could be perceived by myself and by others, you know, fear of wasting my career, fear of the unknowns. Um, but you know, what I ultimately realized was these are all outweighed by the fear of not trying. And a quote that I really love from Wayne Gretzky is, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So true, Fire Nation. And what is the best advice, Sandy, you've ever received? Well, my mom likes to say that every day is a new day. And so for startups, that really helps with being resilient because often it's not that easy to tell the difference between success and failure, especially very early when it could be a win to even get the meetings that you want. So, so every day is an opportunity to start over, make something great happen. You never know when the next great thing might, might happen. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. My number one thing is regular exercise. It really helps keep me both physically and mentally healthy. You know, I've gone through periods of a few months at a time when I really haven't had time or haven't made the time. Um, and it's really hurt my performance both, you know, at work and in my personal life. So that's definitely my number one habit that I maintain now, you know, almost religiously. What are some of your go-to exercises? Oh, so I really love this new exercise concept called Orange Theory. It is actually, I think, a national franchise at this point, but it's one hour. It's half cardio based, half 
uh, weight training based. And, you know, I really love it because it's a very difficult workout. You're wearing a heart rate monitor. And so you can monitor your heart rate at every given time and just see exactly how hard you're working. Wow. Impressive. Orange theory. Sienna, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? The life-saving service for me has been something called Zapier. I think it's pronounced Zapier. Yeah. So it lets you connect different systems from all around the web, and including SkillJar, actually. So, oh. for example, you could send your SkillJar course registrations directly to MailChimp or to Salesforce.com. Or, um, you know, you could send yourself an email if somebody completes your survey monkey survey. So it's a very easy way to automate repetitive tasks and to kind of connect different things that you wouldn't think would fit together. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I really liked uh, a book called Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross. It talks about the sales process at salesforce.com and really demystifies the different steps. It is geared towards larger companies, but entrepreneurs can learn a lot, especially if they're like my background and never really had to sell on a day-to-day basis. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And predictable revenue is Sandy's recommendation. Sandy, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, honestly, I think the research has shown that happiness comes from having a strong network of friends and family. So I would sign up for events and meetups as quickly as possible to start building my network. And I think from that, that would lead to business opportunities and entrepreneurial ideas. You know, these events sometimes have registration fees. So, you know, my $500 would go towards that. Well, Sandy, I really enjoyed chatting today, learning about SkillJar and Yes Fire Nation. We are going to get to that website name to you for sure. But I want to end on fire. We started on fire, let's end on fire by you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so you can reach me by email. It's sandy at skilljar.com, and I spell my name with an I, actually, so it's S-A-N-D-I at skilljar.com. In your parting piece of guidance. My parting piece of guidance is to talk to your customers and get their feedback as quickly as possible about whatever your idea may be. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Sandy and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Sandy, S-A-N-D-I. In the search bar, her show notes page will pop right up. And Sandy, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. It was so much fun. Struggling to keep your projects and your team organized, lots of moving pieces, ever evolving due dates, and so many email updates. 
Ah, good news, Fire Nation. Trello is the app that lets you organize anything with anyone. Whether you're trying to get your team on the same page, streamline your next big project, or plan your next family vacation, Trello can help. Check out Trello for free today by visiting trello.com slash fire. That's trello.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Ignite.